Hi, this is Steve Addison and you're listening to the Movements Podcast. The podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Well, today we're going to listen in on a conversation hosted by Russell Godwood in England about how established churches can fuel movements. Hi everyone, great to have you with us. And uh, I'm I'm with uh, David Barham and Jeff Bennett and Steve Addison. And uh, we ju- we just met today really just to talk about um, what can we learn from established churches that are beginning to pursue something that perhaps looks like movement and multiplication. And uh, you know, I've heard some great stories from Jeff and from David. Um, and so we, we wanted to really just talk about that and really just see what see what we could all learn and hear what the Lord's doing. And uh, maybe that would give us a vision of what God could do with many others um, that we come into contact with. Um, so that's really just the, the background to our conversation, okay? And so I'm just going to ask everybody just to take maybe like just a minute each and we'll just introduce ourselves. And then I'm going to just sort of probably hand over to Jeff and David just to begin to share with us. So let's just take a moment, though, just to introduce ourselves, tell us, tell people where we're from. So maybe we'll start with David. Yeah, thanks, Russ. Um, uh, obviously, my name's David. Uh, I'm one of the elders at Community Church here in Chapel 100. Uh, which is just outside London in the UK. Um, I was part of the founding uh, team that pioneered uh, 27 years ago uh, to establish the church. Uh, and uh, from then, we've gone on to plant other churches as well in the local area. Um, and I have the the joy of being part of a family of churches, which is global, and so get to, to minister to uh, churches in the nations as well as churches here into the UK, which is a, a real privilege. Uh, to be involved in that. So that's me, uh, very brief. Thanks, David. Oh, importantly, more importantly, and all of that, more importantly, and every of that, I'm married to a lovely wife, Anita, and I've got three lovely children. Uh, so I'm a family man uh, and a uh, follower of Jesus, a family man, and I serve in the church. That's the way it should be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll make sure Anita gets to see this, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Steve? Well, Steve Addison here in Melbourne, used to be based for a few years uh, there in uh, in the UK, married to Michelle, and um, I guess uh, I've, I've been both a participant and observer, uh, a, a trainer in, in how we see movements um, here in, in sort of Western, the Western world, but all around the world. What, what can we learn from what God's doing today? And how can we ground that in the scriptures? That's great. Thank you. And Jeff? Uh, Jeff Bennett. I'm from St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, which is right near Niagara Falls, married to Sue. And we have three kids as well. Um, First came to Christ. I really understood grace when I was 18, probably just understood the depth of my sin and all that Christ had done to forgive me. Uh, I've been the senior pastor here at Harburg Fellowship Baptist Church for the last 21 years 
In these last four or five years, as I've just jumped into some of these biblical ideas, just God has given us some fruitfulness. And so just honored to be here, talk a little bit about some of the things that God is doing. That's great. Thank you. And I'm Russell Godwood. I'm based in Essex in the UK. Um, I'm married to Janet and we have four uh, adult, lovely adult daughters and four grandkids as well. Um, I was a senior pastor down here in Essex for about 18, 19 years, and then uh, just uh, finished up doing that about seven years ago, just to begin to press on. For, for me and Janet, what would it look like to go to make disciples of people everywhere uh, in order to see a move of God that would really impact lostness, I guess, across our nation? Okay, so... I, I really want us to glean as much as we can from David and from Jeff, who are still leading like really good established churches. Um, so, so perhaps you could just uh, just help us understand like what what got you to the point of beginning to pursue something that we describe as movement or multiplication. Just those very first things. What got you started, David? Should I start off? Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I, I, I suppose in my heart, having pioneered the church from the beginning, there was this real um, desire to see new disciples, the gospel to go out. And uh, we we were pioneering from nothing. We had about 30 people with us, and then we grew uh, from that. And But as we grew, things change. And... Uh, we we got to a stage where uh, where we, we doubled in size very quickly, and all of a sudden we were gathering four hundred people on a Sunday morning, and the the role of the elders was moved very quickly from pioneering to looking after and pastoring and supporting all really good and important things, you know, and uh, and 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 I was we loved the church. The, 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 this is the bride of Christ. We loved the church. Uh, the holy church of god it's it's wonderful uh, and so we had great fun uh, and and we we had different um uh, nations joining together uh, and that journey was 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 wonderful um but once you start to get we could get a bit comfortable in that place uh, and uh, uh, and we started to realize we were actually maybe raising consumers rather than disciples I think it's a bit black and white, but you know we were leaning towards that rather than discipleship, um, and uh, and a lot of what we did was centralised. A few people doing everything, um, and so I think God stirred something within me, and I think it's about the time us when you was coming out of leadership and starting to go on this journey yourself, uh, and there was some training that you invited me to, and Steve was there um, this first training and. Uh, I went along and uh, listened to what, why has Russ come out of church leadership to do this? Uh, a big question. There must be something in it, but I, I didn't see it. And I asked some questions and I didn't get it really. Um, and uh, and then we had to talk about all of the times we shared the gospel and, and the people that we know that are lost. And I, I didn't have any of that. I'm, I'm looking after a church here. You know, I haven't got time for that sort of stuff. Um so I was a bit sceptical and asked a few uh, questions, but there was enough in it to keep me interested. And I went on to a second lot of training. I, kept, I said, Russ, I'm going to come again. Um, and I think actually I did three really before I was really convinced uh, that this is what God wants for his church. 
And, and I think that stirred something within me that I think I'd lost uh, over the years. Uh, and, and I still love pastoring the church and all that I'm involved in in the church. But there's something that's been stirred back to disciple making, preaching the gospel, um, disciple making and, uh, and planting churches, which is real, it's, it's, it reignited in me uh, this, this passion uh, to see the gospel go out. Um, to the people in that community and to the nation. So that's my a little summary of my journey. Uh, it was through to through you guys coming to do some training, uh, just stirring something within me, which I I, I tested and, and 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 really asked some, some deep questions that I was struggling with, but but got the answers and found biblically, yeah, I think this is right, and 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 that persuaded me, um, and that's what started me on this journey. Great, thank you so much. That's really good, and Jeff. Yeah, I think um, for me, I'm sort of wired, you know, more apostle, prophet, evangelist than shepherd, teacher. So I've always sort of had this longing in my heart. You know, I want to share the gospel. I want to make disciples. We want to start churches. And and our church was doing some of those things. Uh, but then there was sort of a moment where I, I began to sort of set back. And here was the question that really began to sort of challenge me was, how many people in my church are actually sharing the gospel in the in a week or in a month? And, and as I thought about the Canadian context, how many pastors across Canada would have sharing the gospel in a week or a month? And I really didn't even want to know the answers to that. Um, and so what sort of began to you know, work in my heart was I maybe had encouraged the church to be evangelistic, but never really trained them how to do that. And so that sort of sent me on a search. How do I equip people to actually share the gospel? And, uh, and I was doing that for about a year. And then, Steve, I wrote you an email because I was coming up on a sabbatical and I wanted to learn more. And, Steve, you connected me with Russell and I ended up with you, Russell, three weeks in the UK and met you, David, there and, and really wanted to learn how to do evangelism myself and have a tool to pass that on. And, and certainly that happened during those three weeks. But the other thing that began to happen is God began to sort of bring things together in my heart and seeing in Scripture this clear path you know, sharing the gospel, making disciples, starting churches. And I had all these fragmented things happening, but here's a way they all can be brought together. And you're seeing what Jesus did, seeing what Paul did, and it's just so working into my heart. So I sort of came back from that time there uh, with you guys, you know, some simple tools, a clear path, but also just a heart on how God could work all these things together. And so came back to Harbor, knocked on one of our staff's doors after my sabbatical and said, hey, let's just go to these homes right behind us here and start knocking on doors. And he sort of said, Jeff, I think you're crazy. I was like, no, no, we won't get killed. It'll all be good. And uh, I remember second door in, you know, I'm sharing the gospel there and I can see the church door just over my uh, shoulder. And I thought, you know, Lord, this is what I want to be about, right? I want to be about sharing the gospel. I want to be out bringing other people with me in that. We, and Lord, we'll just trust you. Hopefully we'll see some new disciples made and we'll see some churches started. And that was oh, about three and a half years ago. And by God's grace, God has sent laborers out. We're still going out every week. Uh, that was uh, every week on Thursday. Teams are still going out, just being faithful, sharing the gospel, making disciples. And there's a part of me, Russell, where you just feel like you come alive a little bit when you're just obeying Jesus and going out and, and teaching others how to be fishers of men. That's fantastic. So, so again, and I, I, th I think that's one of the things that happened in my heart. It's what I'm hearing from you, is this stirring, which I guess is the spirit of God. It's the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing some great things. You know, you guys are leading 
really good churches. Um, but there's this desire to be amongst people who are lost, mm. who are far from the Lord, who we probably might never see on a Sunday or in one of our church gatherings, and we want to be amongst them somehow and share the gospel in order to make disciples. So I guess it's the Lord really just getting hold of our hearts. Mm. And uh, that's really exciting. And you, and you do, you just come alive when yeah. you're in that sort of context. It's something else. It's, it's so, so wonderful. Such a privilege. So then, so then just help us. What were some of the, you know, I, I know, Jeff, you returned from here. You know, and you spent a year maybe just doing some of those simple things. What what for you guys would you say would be like some of the you know, just really important first steps of making a start? Um, perhaps just for you as individuals or those first steps of like, I, I want to share this with people in my church. What were some of those early things that you did? I think, um, Russell, for me, I think one thing that I think I did wisely by God's grace was I knew I couldn't come back with all this passion from a three-month sabbatical and just sort of top down, here's what we're going to do now as a church. And so I sort of had this vision of this has got to work its way out like yeast into the congregation. You know, and, and I think this is a business term, uh, you know, proof of concept. I thought I need to go out there and just show that I can share the gospel and make one new disciple before I call anyone else to, to join me in this. And um, and so I, I think that was there was some wisdom in that. And, and then what I've sort of discovered was as I walked the journey, you're you're learning how to do entry. And that took quite a while, just learning how to, you know, knock on doors, engage people on the street, just learn that skill. But then after you learn that, then you really learn the gospel and you learn how to share the gospel and how to, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of responses you're getting and how really to articulate it well. And then you learn about discipleship and church starting. So you just sort of slowly learn around those four fields as you, as you, uh, as you go along. Looking back, on my journey, I wouldn't say when I was going through it that first year, I would say there was very little visible fruit. In some ways, it was just like an act of obedience for me. It was an act of saying, God, this is who I know you've called me to be, and I'm going to keep doing it. This is the overflow out of my love for you. I just want to share with other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm sort of glad God did that because it really did help me root into those things. I'm not doing this because it's a strategy that works. I'm doing it because this is what Christ has called me to, even though I didn't feel there was much visible fruit. Now, looking back on that first year, I'd say, oh, there was a ton of fruit. I just couldn't see it when I was in the midst of it. But four years later, I have a lot more perspective on all that God did. But I wasn't seeing it then, and I'm glad I persevered so I can see it now. So those were some of my maybe early lessons along the way. Wow, that's great. Yeah, David? Yeah, I mean, I think, Jeff, that's amazing. I think, similarly, I, I felt I've got to do this myself. Uh, it's no good just standing and teaching and say, right, guys, we're all going to do this if I'm not doing it. And so my first step was to commit to the Lord. Okay, Lord, I, I, I've seen it in Scripture. I, I, I've, I know it's to be – I know it's the truth. I know it's what we should be doing. I'm going to, first of all, give myself to this work. Um, and rededicated myself really to making disciples and and going from when I was in the training, not to, I don't know how to do this, I don't know who to do this with. I, I, I'm 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 a church leader. How do I get connected? I just found everywhere I went, 
there were opportunities. Uh, I, I remember going to a, a first church that I was I preaching at a church and, and I was just sharing uh, normal preaching. I think I was training just about disciple making. And after the church, I sat down, had a cup of coffee, and a lady sat down after, uh, next to me. And I said, hi, um, uh, uh, have you been coming to the church long? Because that's the first time I've been to the church. I was preaching there. And she said, that's my first time. Mm-hmm. And immediately my wife said, oh, right. so are you a follower of Jesus? She said, no. <laughs> and it, so immediately at this first opportunity, I was able to share the gospel, lead her to Christ, and start discipleship with someone from the church. They said, right, this is what you do. This is how. And, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. And, and the joy and, and, and the, the privilege of being involved in what God is doing in somebody's life in that way just was amazing. And from then on, I just had opportunities everywhere, in the gym, door to door, you know, with, with people everywhere. God just was open. And so I just found, actually, there was fruitfulness in this. And, 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 and it just stirred me. And so that was my first step. I've got to be doing this. I've got to be sharing the gospel. I've got to be leading people to Jesus. Uh, and and God is so gracious, uh, uh, and uh, and it was amazing. But then then I thought, well, actually, now the other elders in the team need to be on board with this. So I started to share with elders, um, and one or two in the church that I'd got onto team, they they come along. But I, I was trying to get the elders, and that was a long journey for us uh, to try and persuade the other leaders of the church that this is the calling that God has given to us as a church, not just me or other people that he has stirred. Um, so so engaging with the leaders in the church was my next step, which took a little while. I would say it took a couple of years, really, um, to go on that journey. All the time, keep doing it myself. And I had a couple of others that were working with me at the time, but keep doing it, keep going, but trying to engage the other leaders. And I think the only thing that kept me going through those couple of years was meeting with uh, people like Russ and other uh, Catholic leaders that kept me going and kept me, uh, yes, this is what they're learning. And, and that was really helpful, meeting with others that are doing this, people like Jeff, people like others that are doing this. And yeah, this is really encouraging to me. Um, and that was really helpful in the early days. And still it's, it's still lovely to, to, to meet with other guys that are doing this. Um, even when, and, and I mean, I had a great great year to start with. This is just amazing. But things sometimes are slow, sometimes they're hard. And you need others that are in, in the harvest, that are in the field, doing the work, just to encourage you to, to keep going. So that, for me, the do-it-yourself, engage leaders in the church, trying to bring them on board, but also connect with other people around the world, really, that are doing this for encouragement and keep you on course. That was some of the stuff that got me going in the early days. That's that's really good. And um, so so just where, does, where might that bring you guys to... Today, for example, uh, and I know we're we're talking two or three years on easily, but what might just be some of the things you're beginning to see, understanding, and I think, David, you've said it, you know, e- even just the process of, of talking this through with your eldership team has taken a number of years, um, which, again, just really helps me to think that, you know, this isn't the next big idea. This isn't a silver bullet. Um, this is this is something that's just going to take time um, to process with people. So e- even just thinking, some things are, are real slow. Like, what are some of the things you've seen happen in your own lives and in the teams around you and in the church as a whole? Any anything there you can reflect back for us, Jeff? Like, do you want to? Oh, David, yeah, please. 
about eldership, I mean, I had the real joy of that journey with brothers that are now totally on board with this. In fact, we had the, the privilege of going out as a whole eldership team, door to door, uh, just just, and, and we came back rejoicing. Uh, it was tipping it down with rain; it was cold, um, but but they came back rejoicing because the whole team was out in the harvest, uh, and that's that was just a, a breakthrough for me then. And and, uh, and and so there has been so as a church now, we are one hundred percent on board as leaders. Uh, this is what we; these are our tools that we use. This is the way that we do things, and and so there's no opposition amongst leadership. That, that you know, it, it, it has been a slow journey, um, but we we we're in agreement that this is the call of God upon His church, uh, and and we want to play our part. And uh, so that that has been a real joy for me to get to that stage. Even we we have trained everybody in the church, and not everyone gets it. You know, we, we've got a few that have really got hold of this and are running with this. And, and sometimes you feel, I'm not sure if these guys really understand what we're talking about. You know, I, I, we've trained you in this. You still haven't got it. And then you see glimpses of, wow, you know, this is this is amazing. I, in my small group, uh, discipleship group, uh, someone come back. Yeah, I met someone in the hospital car park. I knew what I had to do. I prayed with them. I shared the gospel with them and I led them to Jesus. And I thought, that's it. <laughs> you know, that's what you see, you know. And and uh, others just meeting people and saying, I knew what to do. I knew how to do it. And you think, yes, this is this is what it's about. So you see glimpses like that and you celebrate these things. Um, but but I would say anyone who wants to to change a church that has been established for any length of time, be prepared for a journey. It takes time. And and hold on to those wonderful glimpses of what God is doing. Um, and but yeah, I think it's a journey that you need to go on, and we are seeing uh, some fruitfulness from this now. And I'm so pleased. We, we we've just adopted four fields as our pattern. That's what we do as a church. You know, we, these are the tools that we use in three circles. You know, uh, three thirds. You know, DBS. This this is all the tools we're saying that we're in, and the eldership are totally behind it. And for me, it's taken a while, but that's just a great step forward for us. So that's that's a little bit of where we are today, um, and uh, yeah, it, it's just, when you started this, you talk about what's been what's led you to movement and multiplication. I think that's a very grandiose title uh, for what we're talking. Yes, we're longing for that and we're praying for that, but but we're making one or two disciples here and there, <laughs> you know, and uh, we're we're celebrating that. And we were, but we're still on this journey. We're not going to keep. We keep praying. We keep believing. And we want to be obedient. And believing that God will bring multiplication and movement here to the UK, and uh, we can just play our part in this. So it's a long journey, it's a slow journey, but God is good. Uh, and uh, it's the only, uh, for me, it's the only thing that we should be doing uh, in mission. It's our core missionary task, um, as well as looking after each other, loving one another, pastoring, helping the helping the poor. You know, we're doing all of that still. You know, we, we're serving refugees. We're we're feeding people, we're clothing people, we're doing all of that still, but our core missionary task is to is the gospel, is to get to the gospel in everything, and that's the joy of where we are today. So, yeah, that's a little bit of where we are. Wow, that's um, that's so good. And I've, I've heard you mention there, David, sort of things like the four fields, yes. and you've, you've used the word tools and the three circles. I think, Jeff, so I'm I'm going to put a link to some of those things just uh, down in the description below, so people can look at them and hopefully get a bit of an understanding of what they are. But 
yeah, Jeff, for you, just uh, pro any pr progress. Like, what what does this look like for you as a church today? Any any glimpses of that? Yeah, we, um, as I said, we're still going out in the harvest every week. Uh, if we had 10 people out, that's that's usually our average on Wednesday. We're out every other Saturday morning as well. And that time is usually more, you know, greater attended. Uh, the three circles, that tool is just filled throughout our church. Our youth were away on a weekend and one of the, someone there noticed on the back of the phone, the three circle sticker. And they said, oh, you must be from Harbor. So we sort of become known for that. We don't want to necessarily be known for a tool. We want to be known as the church that share in the gospel. And uh, and then out of that, Russell, we, we have this phrase and I stole it from someone. It says organized public evangelism leads to organic personal evangelism. And as we've pushed out in the harvest, what we have seen is just the number of people that are sharing the gospel in their own relational world. And so my initial heart is the gospel being shared in our church. You're just seeing that continue to rise, you know, and, and that to me is a lot of value of in the harvest. It helps people mm -hmm. in the church say, hey, I may never come out and knock on doors, but I'm going to share with my neighbor, my friend, my family member. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen those tools pushed throughout just this year. So we're a little bit behind where you are, David, but just this year, our fourth year in, now we're moving out the three thirds into all of our groups. We have about 30 groups happening thereabout, and really that heart for disciple making. We've changed the name of those groups to be discipleship groups and really want all of our leaders of those groups to dig in to disciple making. We're at the point where we're sort of seeing a couple of groups maybe multiply. It's a little bit. That's a little bit messy there. Even as staff, we continue to meet and say, how can we do less programming? And how can we just really focus on that core task of making disciples? Uh, over the last three and a half years, we've seen three churches uh, that, that have started and they're doing well. And this year we're moving them all towards being self-governing churches. We have one second generation church and I've got a lot of other stuff that's just really too messy even to mention. <laughs> You've had groups that have struggled. You have leaders that have potential, but just can't seem to, you know, come all together. So we're waiting on God. We're praying. I was last week on a 24-hour prayer retreat just saying, oh God, just would you just continue to see when we continue to see new disciples raised up and just longing for a plentiful harvest. If I just say a couple other things of what's happening, you know, we do our IOI about once a month, leaders together, about nine leaders in the room at the last one. So praising God that the, 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 the leaders that God has sent me, Every time I try to recruit a leader, that's been a disaster, but God has sent leaders who sort of catch this vision and passion and have joined our team. We have one national partner that's another church that's joining with us, doing all the same things that we're doing, and they're beginning to see a little bit of movement and spread there. And then God has given one international partner, French-speaking West Africa. We just completed a four-fields training there, you and I, Russell, and we're seeing tons of first-generation churches there. So thankful for all these, these uh, small beginnings, but yet sensing God's hand and God's work in that. So humbled and honored just to be a part of this. Wow. Praise God. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I'm hearing lots of things there, but, but I'm observing this in both of you. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not sure this is your character type, but I'm sensing like what I'm hearing is you guys are unapologetic about the gospel. Mm. You're like, we are a church that exists to proclaim the gospel mm -hmm. to people. Yeah. 
and and this is not in competition with teaching, caring, pastoral care, so, social action within our communities. These things are not in competition. These things go beautifully together. And you are desperate for people in your communities to hear the gospel. You're unapologetic about the need for evangelism. Uh, contextualize, you know, it works within our specific environments. You're really clear about making disciples and planting churches and raising up leaders. And uh, that's that's amazing. Just, um, And I guess you've framed it. You've both mentioned the core task, that core task going to people who are far away from the Lord, proclaiming the gospel in order to make disciples and see the Lord plant and establish more churches and raise up more leaders who might multiply this work. That's just incredible. So, uh, so encouraged by you, brothers, and what you're doing and really praying that the Lord might multiply this just increasingly among you and out to other places. Um so, so if there if there were leaders listening in, which I, I guess there there may well be, who, you know, they're they're way back where you were three or four years ago. You, they're just hearing these stories for the first time, and there is a pricking up, or or you know maybe it's somebody who's they've had a go at a few things, um, looking for the next big idea or the silver bullet. And uh, you've talked about like a clear process, a clear way of doing this. Like, like what's what's any sort of key principle or key lesson that you've picked up that you think like like do this, pursue this, uh, anything you could share with people? Yeah, I um, Russell, a couple of things come to mind. One is again these. What has really gripped my heart is the biblical reality of these things. You know, and just and I've so enjoyed my scripture study over these last years and just digging in and learning these things. But then out of that, again, as we're talking about these movement principles, you have these different models or, you know, we're sort of all invested, the four of us in the four fields. But there's other good models out there, too. I don't know if models is the right word. But in all of that, what I would say is to someone starting out, choose your model and just stick with it. You know, we're four fields people. And uh, and so I would just say, do that. Once you get into multiple systems and multiple ideas, everyone gets confused. It gets way too complex. The other thing I've learned by by trial and error, or really by error, is I shouldn't have tweaked anything. I thought I was smarter than I was at the beginning. And I just should have done everything the way the model laid it out. Uh, anything we've changed now, we've had to go back and and uh, and readapt back. And so I just didn't understand enough. And so the tweaking all was wrong. And so, and again, you're always doing that. And so that would be my encouragement there. The other thing, two other things I think of, one is, we have found that the engine that drives everything is in the harvest, going out every week, sharing the gospel. It's not the most important thing we do, but it is sort of the engine that keeps it all going. And so if you want to start somewhere, I would just say, start by knocking on doors, start by sharing the gospel. And, and that, then, uh, that then allows you to work your way around gospel, discipleship, church starting leadership, and then work your way through that again, uh, you know, through that process again. And I feel like I'm on my second trip around. You sort of learn one field and then you get stuck in the next and you learn it. And I'm sort of making my way a second time around learning lessons and, and regretting my, my, my earlier tweaks and going back and changing those. And, uh, 
The other thing I would say is just, I think coaching has just been uh, immensely helpful for me being around other people and hearing their stories. Russell, you and I talk once a month. And when I talk, I always ask, what's David doing? Tell me what David is doing. Yeah, I'm trying always. to steal all your ideas, David. So, <laughs> but those kind of coaching. And when I've sat and talked to other people who maybe are earlier on in this journey, sometimes I see them struggling with something and I think, oh yeah, I struggled with this for so long and I can just give, and it seems like a really wise answer. It's not. It's just that I failed so long at it that I finally <laughs> figured out the right way. And you can just pass on that tip so easily. And so good coaching really does help you sort of move through the journey uh, faster. So those would be my three things for someone just starting out. Yeah, yes, to all of that, you know, the 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 biggest revelation, incredibly, for someone who's been in church all his life, been in leadership here all my life, uh, is it's biblical. <laughs> it's, you know, from Genesis to Revelation, you know, you know go and multiply. Um, this is what Jesus did. This is what the early church did. Uh, all of a sudden, when you're reading scripture, you see this just coming out at you all the time so for me one of the biggest things one of the biggest things i've actually this is what the bible does teaches us uh this is what we must do it so that was just massive for me um and and people in the church are you, you we're always preaching about um making disciples and and sharing the gospel and so we're just preaching through the bible we you know so we take a book but it's always there <laughs> this is this is it um and uh, so that that is just incredible that when we see it in scripture and I think when yeah, whatever everything that Jeff said, yes, yes, yes. Um, but just to know that we, we were getting into a place of centralizing ministry to some degree. It was platform led, you know, and, and if they wanted someone to come and, and a new disciple, yeah, we'd run a course for them um, and someone would lead that course and they would teach them sort of thing. Uh, and this this has just opened up for us. Um, the 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 reality of the priesthood of believers, uh, you know that that everyone can do this. You know, you know we can train people to make disciples and to disciple them uh, into maturity. You know, it, it, you know the discovery Bible study. You know, we love preaching and teaching, and we love it so much we do it all the time. Uh, and, and and so all of a sudden, actually, no, stop. You know, let's discover some of this stuff together. You know, let's open up scriptures together so we can all learn. Uh, rather than just someone as a monologue uh, teaching. So these sorts of principles that we've been learning have been really healthy for us as a church because we, we're we now making disciples. Uh, you know, we're, we're pushing into everyone maturing in every way into the head, which is Christ. You know, it, that Ephesians 4 uh, verse, we, we, we're making disciples that know how to read the word, that know how to share the gospel, that know how to disciple other uh, new Christians. And, and it's not centralized anymore. It, it, it's, it's now everyone gets to play. You know, everyone gets the opportunity. Uh, and that has been massive for us, um, that, that, that we, we've re-established really what, what the priesthood of believers is all about. We still believe in preaching and leadership. Uh, we still believe in that, but it's much more that we're facilitating and helping others uh, rather than just doing it all ourselves. Uh, and, and that's been what I think that's been really healthy for the church um, as well. So everyone's engaged in this. Um, or has the opportunity to get engaged in this. I'd love everyone to be 100% behind it. Um, but everyone, everywhere, every day, having the opportunity to share the gospel, you know, wherever God takes them, that's been massive for us as a church. It really has. 
Well, thanks, guys. That's so good. Steve, is there anything you just wanted to just uh, reflect back on that you think, you know, might just really help us understand movement and multiplication? And I was just sort of reflecting. There's all these different pieces bouncing around. One is this sort of dissatisfaction for each of you. Something's got to be different. We want more. We want to see disciples made. And then there's a journey of discovery, and and often God brings along, uh, uh, you know, a partner or somebody further down the track. There's a relationship that forms. Some 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 tools are picked up, you know, some best practice tools, and but there's this this change is going on in the life of the leader as the leader leads the church into change. Um, and I'm just sort of thinking about, you know, Peter at Cornelius's house, you know, and then he's got to go back to Jerusalem and try and help everybody get on board with this new Gentile mission. And in in your own way, you've all been that Peter at Cornelius's house. And along the way, there's been the joy of seeing the gospel go out and lives transformed. So there are all these different pieces, but I guess the takeaway for me is this has got it, the leader's got it. Not just lead by example, you know, get out there, you know, and do it, you know. It's lead that the Lord is leading you just as he led Peter. There's a change going on within you that that um, is, is, is leading to this ferment. And so he's using you like he used Peter, but he wants to bring all of his people along the, ball, along the way. And he might have some crazy Paul out there ready to pop up, you know, that is even beyond the borders of your church, but somehow it's part of this, this movement of God. So it's just been wonderful to, to hear your stories and um, to see the hand of God in all of this. Uh, we pray that this might multiply, like, yeah, not, not because of us, us, but for his glory this work might multiply everywhere all across Ontario and into other parts of Canada all across Essex and out into the UK we pray in Jesus Amen Well if you've enjoyed this uh, conversation you can visit movements.net and uh, follow the links to Russell Godwood's YouTube channel I'm Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast